The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, welcome back, my friends, to the Source of Truth podcast, and thank you again for the opportunity uh, to be together today and to be part of your day. And uh, we're so glad you've taken time to take a few minutes to watch this or listen to this. And uh, we have asked this before, if this is an encouragement to you, there's a couple ways you can actually help us in encouragement. You can share this, whether it be a YouTube video or Facebook and share it on your feeds. Um, Apple iTunes is a great way to give reviews there and that actually does a, a big help to the different podcasts. And uh, so if you're willing to help in those two areas, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, but we're gonna be continuing Ecclesiastes chapter nine. So if you're following along with us this morning, Ecclesiastes chapter number nine, uh, we're just gonna look at three Three different thoughts. Actually, I think it's four different thoughts. Um, three different thoughts from the verses that were that are before us this morning. As Solomon is kind of working his way back over. Remember, he sought after all the things the world can offer. Was given such great wisdom, and then ran after the world and ran after everything the world could offer, and then found it to be empty. While there was some temporary joy in those things, we cannot deny that. Uh, he found ultimately those things to bring emptiness and fulfillment for really what he was looking for. And so now he's gone to this point where he's trying to challenge those behind him, challenge those around him, and those of us as readers of the Bible later to look at the world and say that we need to evaluate it through God's lens. And so he's going to give us three thoughts today. And you'll find them intriguing if you know anything about Solomon, his life as a king. You'll find these three intriguing because they look, they really are opposite of what much we know about the first half of the book of Ecclesiastes and everything Solomon stated. And he's really trying to state, this is where you're going to find joy. This is where you're going to find fulfillment. Now, he also does state in this, as we evaluate this passage, that um, these are choices you will make. God is there. To, and again, you, this is if you're walking with God and allowing God to have uh, rule and reign and you're following him and you're in obedience to the word of God. And I, this sounds more complicated than it really is. Honestly, you're, you're doing best to follow and, you, and you're doing what you know the Bible says to do. But when, we, when we're walking with God, there are some choices we can make in this aspect of our journey that a lot of times we, we look at circumstances and we allow circumstances to kind of dictate our response in these three areas. And we're just being challenged today to look at them and just be honest about them. And he'll give us some reasons why. So he starts off in verse number seven, Ecclesiastes chapter nine, verse seven. Solomon says, go thy way, eat thy bread with joy and drink thy wine with a merry heart. For God now accepteth thy works. So he starts off literally by saying, live happily wherever you are. Embrace what you've been given and go ahead and live it. Live it to the fullest. Now I like, I want to look at that last phrase because I think sometimes in Christianity, uh, maybe even those who haven't come to Christianity but have a wrong view of religion or wrong, uh, wrong view of Christianity and of God, they miss this last phrase. The phrase he says, for God now accepteth thy works. Um, one, he accepts who we are. There's no way we can ever put out the perfect work. Last night we talked um, in, in the Wednesday night Bible study about the parable of the Good Samaritan. And one of the premises we stated was that um, the law was given. He was Jesus speaking as lawyer, and he's basically stating that there really is no way possible to do all of the things the law commands. The law was not given for us to mold ourselves after it. It was really given to prove how we can't do any of it of ourselves, and it should drive us to God in recognition of our inability to do this. It's kind of the same premise. 
When I come to the point where I realize it's not my responsibility to, as we call, performance-based Christianity. I must do so many good things, and if I do so many good things, then God will bless, um, then, then God's happy. It's an overwhelming way to look because what if we don't think we're doing well enough? Because here's what we say. If I'm doing enough, then God will bless, and you will see it tangibly. But if we don't see it tangibly, it's then God not blessing. And it's circular reasoning can become very frustrating. He's saying, listen, God accepts you. God accepts your works. Don't be overwhelmed by that. And so wherever you are, whatever season of life God's put you in, live it to the fullest. Enjoy it. Live it. Live happily. Don't always look at what you don't have. Look at what God has given you and live it to the fullest. I think that sometimes we do. We're so consumed with what we think we don't have or what we want, and it's easy. We all do this, that we forget to truly, truly enjoy and live to the fullest what it is that God has placed in front of us right now. And we may want more, and God may give us more. But the fact is, we said this a couple episodes ago, if if we're not happy and content with what we have now, more, more is only going to expand where we are. So if we're frustrated, more is only going to expand frustration. If we're discouraged, more is only going to expand discouragement. If we're not content where we are, we won't be content with what we have. So if we want to really enjoy whatever else he's going to give us, we need to embrace and love what he's given us now. So that's the first one. Let's look at verse number eight for the second one. Let thy garments be always white and I let, let thy head lack no ointment. I think what he's saying here is simply walk in purity and in the power of the spirit. Walk in purity and the power of the spirit. So we're going to live with, happily with what God has given us wherever we are. But then in that time, we're going to do our best. And we walk in purity, it's just honesty. It's not perfection, it's honesty. I am who I am and I want to grow and I'm going to go to the Word of God to strive to grow. I don't ever think I'm perfect and I'll never get there. So I'm just going to read the Word of God and listen and be in church and allow God to speak to my heart, to grow me through the Word of God to what He has for me to be. And that's really what I'm looking for. So I, I just do my best to say, I'm happy here and Lord, teach me. Just, just an open slate. This is who I am. Lord, teach me. Let's go to verse number 9. Then he says, live joyfully with the wife of whom thou lovest all the days of thy life, of thy vanity, which he hath given thee under the sun all the days of thy vanity, for that is thy portion in life and in thy labor, which thou takest under the sun. He mentions vanity. In this life where everything else is empty, enjoy your wife. Now you say, why is this interesting? He simply says, enjoy your spouse. So he's writing as a husband, so he's telling husbands to enjoy their wife and vice versa. Now, why, first of all, we find this intriguing from a man who had uh, 700 wives and 300 concubines, a uh, thousand different women. What does he come back to? Really, happiness comes from just enjoying the one wife you have and staying with it. And he probably can tell us from the other extreme. So he looks at this. Now, why? Well, this is Sometimes we look at this and the world is just trying to scream, this is the worst place you can get to. Marriage is the worst place you can get to. But God designed marriage to be a picture of him to us, of Jesus with the church. And that, that intimate relationship in every part is the type of relationship he wants us to have with him in that, in that privacy and in that, in that connection. And so he says, listen, I've, if you do this right and if you follow the biblical patterns, this is a wonderful relationship. There are good days and bad days, but this is a wonderful relationship. So enjoy it. Embrace what God has given and allow it to be everything he intends it to be. Fulfillment comes when I'm happy where I'm at, when I'm walking with God and then with the spouse he's given me. Let me grow in that. Learn from them. Share with them. Connect with them in every way. And continue to grow and get to know them and get to know them more and more as life changes and things of that nature. So that's the third one. There's four. So let's go to the fourth one. He says in verse number 10, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. 
For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave. Where do thou go? So whatever you do, do it with all of your might. And that, it, put everything you can to it. I think we made this mention a couple of um, episodes ago. We, there's so many things we want God to do. But the first thing we have to do is our part. God has got a list of miraculous things he wants us to do, but he's waiting for us to do everything we can. And then once we've done that, then he takes over. Too many times we sit back and we say, well, I'm just going to sit and wait and watch. And then God should take over. Well, no, there's things that he's asked me to do, and then he'll take, and then he'll step in. So do it with your own your mind. Look at what you have. Here's what he's saying. Listen, life's going to end, and there's no way you can get more out of the grave. Okay, there's nothing. So what you have right now, just do your best. Embrace it with all you have. What he says, throw yourself fully into whatever. Just whatever is there right now as a father, as a husband, as a wife, as a mother, as a, as a worker, wherever you are, just put all of it into you. So I don't, I don't like this. This is unfair. And we can, find a, we can always find in our human reasoning a bunch of reasons not to do this. But can I encourage you, when the Bible says do it, I don't need all these reasons not to do something. I just need to follow scripture. This is where we become counterculture. I, I can tell you, I mean, I don't like my boss, I don't like my conditions and all this, and some of those things are valid, but the fact is, ultimately, God is not looking on whether I'm, everything around me is what I want it to be. God is saying, here's the opportunity in front of you, put yourself fully into it. And that's what he's challenged us to do, put ourselves fully into it. And so I encourage you that, hold on to those four things. So these four things, he says, live happily wherever you are. Walk in purity in the power of the Holy Spirit. Enjoy your spouse, enjoy your family, enjoy what God has given you. Throw yourself fully into whatever, whatever God has allowed into your life. Give your all to it and embrace it and watch God flourish what he has in front of you. Because what's in front of you, what's around you is what God has given you at this point. So live it to the fullest, the best you can in that spot. Thank you for watching. I tell you, these thoughts are challenging and encouraging to me. Hope they are to you as well, as it's easy for Satan to be let us get discouraged or frustrated or in, discontent with what we don't have or what we wish we had. And boy, we, we just embrace what he's given us and give it to him and just do the best we can and allow God to, to flourish that as we strive to walk in him. Thanks again for joining us. I hope it's a help. I hope it's an encouragement. Anytime we go to the word of God, I think it can be a help. And I, I hope you, and thank you for sticking around with us. I hope and encouragement. Hope you join us this weekend. And we got a couple days, but this Sunday for Mother's Day, we only have the Sunday morning service, no evening service, but I hope you come. Uh, we spent a great time. We'll take some time to honor our mothers and just a great time as we worship the Lord again together. And again, forget for joining us and we'll finish out the week together tomorrow.